welcome to the Tile Petting Podcast. I'm your host this and every week. My name is Willow. Your name is your name. <clears throat> and Shameless ended last week. Oh no. Um, Shameless has been one of my favorite shows. Uh, I want to say for like eight years now. Um, it feels like it's been forever, like the whole thing, but I didn't watch it when it started. I was 11. Um, I started watching Shameless when it kind of blew up on the internet. I don't remember exactly how I found out about it, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, but let's, let's get into why I'm talking about this. I kind of just jumped in there. Hi, everyone. Um, Shameless ended last night. Shameless's final episode, the series finale, was Sunday night. Um, and I watched it, as you do. I have to cancel my Showtime subscription now because I have no reason to have it. Um, and now we're going to talk about it because it's a show that's been a huge part of my life. It's been the reason I've made some friends um, for the past, like, six, seven years-ish, um, which I think is crazy. I don't see it as, like, a linear thing because I did have an obsession with Shameless. I, like, talked about Shameless and only Shameless for the longest time. Um, I was on the outskirts of Shameless Stan Twitter. Uh, I say outskirts because I didn't really talk to anyone, but I followed everybody and kind of just retweeted things. I kind of kept to myself. Um, but I did also have an influence on a lot of my Instagram followers because that's all I fucking talked about on my Finsta. And so many other people watched it because they saw me recommend it. And it got super big at my school because of that. And I felt like kind of accomplished, but also a little bitter because it was my show, you know? And now everybody's fucking talking about it and everybody hates Mickey for some reason. Um, but Shameless is over, which is so crazy to me because I honestly thought it was going to get canceled way before season 11. Um, mostly just because season six and seven and eight were really not good. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Um, for those of you who are living under a rock, Shameless is a Showtime original series based in the south side of Chicago. Um and tells the story of these, I think, how many siblings are there? Six? Seven? There's Fiona, Lip, Ian, Debbie, Carl, and Liam. There are six of them. And then their alcoholic father and their absent mother. Um, and, you know, pretty much how they're living life and living day to day and pretty much how they have to survive being poor on the south side of Chicago and having pretty much only themselves and each other to look out for. Um, I started watching the show, I think, when I was 15, and it just be it consumed me, <laughs> believe it or not. I think they were up, they had finished season five, maybe season six when I started watching it. And I remember seeing it all over Tumblr and I was seeing Ian and Mickey all over Tumblr, especially at this point, because their story had become so emotional and so just heartbreaking at this point that everyone was talking about it. Um, and I remember wanting to just watch the show for this couple. I had seen the word Galovich fucking everywhere. I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea what connotations it had. I didn't understand a thing, but I knew it was a gay couple and I wanted to see it because queer TV is so few and far between, especially good representation of like, I guess, closeted gay men. 
I guess, or closeted people in general, um, especially on a in a rough neighborhood where you know gay people and they get shit for it, you know, because it's a it's more violent and less, I guess, respected to be gay in a poor neighborhood. But um, <laughs> the last episode, I guess, is what we can talk about. Because most most people listening probably know what Shameless is. You you guys know who Ian and Mickey are. You know these characters, and we'll get we'll get into why I love this show so much after. But the finale and the the episode before the finale, I think, was a little more difficult for me to watch. And I'll put a trigger warning here for suicide and drugs. So if that makes you uncomfortable, uh, skip ahead or click off. Because honestly, this this whole episode is just going to be talking about. To horrible, horrible subjects like that. So, he, Frank is the character of Shameless. Technically, the show isn't really about him, but he is the reason all of these things have happened. He is the reason they don't have money. He's the reason he's so miserable and his kids are miserable. And and you realize that very quickly in the show. Like, that's, like, day one stuff. This narcissistic, alcoholic holier-than-thou guy who has nothing is the reason that all of this happens. And he just doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. So throughout the 11 years that you watch this show, he doesn't get any better. Um, there He has moments, they all do, but he is never a better person. You see everybody develop, you see Lip get over his, you know holier-than-thou attitude that he adapted from Frank, pretty much. Like, this whole I'm-better-than-everyone thing. He gets over that. He also gets over an alcohol addiction. He also gets over, you know, dropping out of college or being expelled from college and all this other stuff. If you haven't seen Shameless, I don't know why you're listening, but spoilers. Um, (laughs) But Frank just did not change throughout the entirety of the series, he is just this despicable, unlikable dude who only cares about himself, money, and his habits that he needs to feed. Instead of, you know, the six children that he, you know, claims he raised, but had nothing to do with. And at the end of the series, like, the... I'm sorry if you can hear those dogs barking. They never shut the fuck up. Um, But at the end of the series, in the last season, he developed alcoholic dementia, which kind of flips your perspective on how you feel, Frank, if, you know, you have any sort of heart inside of you, I guess. Um, Like, I wasn't expecting to ever, ever feel bad for Frank Gallagher, but season 11, the, the writing was so well done and so just emotionally pushed in the right direction I guess because you see him vulnerable and you see him not himself you see him as a weaker version of himself and as the series goes on you realize what Frank had gone through before becoming a father and why he has the addiction that he does which is so crazy to me because like I didn't think the writers were going to go that far into it. I didn't think it was going to be a huge, like, flip of their normal, like, Frank 
um, antics, I thought. But at the same time, I'm glad that they they did something so serious to him in the last season and gave him, like, a send-off. Because I feel as though if Frank were doing something to, I guess, get away with more and, like, didn't have alcoholic dementia if he was just, like, walking around minding his business. Like, it wouldn't make sense, I guess. Like, all of these people that he neglected to raise are growing up and moving on and pretty much aren't paying attention to him anymore, so it doesn't matter what he does. But then they, instead of, like, writing it so he's the same normal crazy Frank, they write it so you feel bad for him which is so annoying <laughs> because you would never want to feel bad for someone who raised, who like neglected to raise six kids. Like Monica was mentally ill and abused by Frank and probably abused Frank as well. Like they weren't good parents. They weren't good people. And Monica was mentally ill and she, I think, got off worse than Frank did. She got more shit from the kids than Frank did. And then in the end, you realize that these kids really have no idea what's going on with him until halfway through the season when the doctor tells the kids, like, oh, three weeks ago, we diagnosed your father with alcoholic dementia. Um, we thought he would have told you. Like, first of all, he has alcoholic dementia. Why do you think he would even have a family to come get him? To tell them. Like, I just, it, that was a plot hole. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but to see Frank deteriorate throughout the season, I wasn't expecting to care. I wasn't expecting to be like, oh, sucks to suck. Like, and, I, and to an extent, I did feel that way. I was, I was along the lines of, oh, that sucks to su suck. Like, you were horrible to your kids their whole lives. And you forced your eldest daughter to raise them. And then your eldest son to raise them and you beat the shit out of your son that isn't actually your son that we never addressed because apparently ian is not frank's kid but frank's brother's kid whatever um they never they never brought that back by the way ian was just like nope i'm a gallagher and then nothing was ever addressed again like you can tell frank doesn't like ian as much as he quote unquote liked his other kids but I guess that they never addressed that further, and I feel like that could have gone further. But instead, Frank just headbutts Ian in the head at some point and just is horrible. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> this show is rough. This That's another thing I did want to talk about. Like, Frank, Frank's end was so heartbreaking and so, I guess, real in his situation. It felt very realistic. Um... Because William H. Macy's a, a phenomenal actor. Um, and to play such a despicable character for so long. I want... Uh, dude, he's going to get recognized on the street and get spit on for being Frank Gallagher. Like, that's just... Poor guy. Because he's such a dope dude. Like, I, he's nothing like Frank. He doesn't smell... I say this like I know him. But, like, he just... He doesn't radiate the same energy that Frank Gallagher did. And to play that character is so impressive. But to make you feel bad for that character in the last 12 episodes of the show, to make you cry when he tries to, you know, I wasn't expecting to cry at the death of Frank Gallagher. I was expecting to celebrate, especially after he ruined Fiona's wedding. 
but that's just me. But to to see that this character is a person in to some extent and to watch them go through such a horrible, painful thing for anyone, like, and to watch his kids pretty much just not care because he didn't care about them. And you see that in this in the note that he had le- left for his family. Like, I don't care about you. Except for Liam. <laughs> like, Liam is my favorite. Um, didn't didn't even address Fiona in the note, which I think is a little strange. Like, I know she left, but he, his brain is going backwards, so he has more memories of Fiona than of more recent memories. So to, like, to completely ignore that aspect the entire last season, that Fiona was gone and, like, Fiona had raised them, like, really not even mentioning her name beyond the season where they each have $50,000, like, they have the $50,000 from her, like, it's just, it's weird. Like, I know Emmy is doing other things, probably, and just, you know, but it, it would have been cool to, to see her come back for the final episode and, like, send everybody off and say goodbye to Veronica, even, like, their friendship throughout the end. Like, it just, it didn't feel right. I know Fiona's ending was kind of abrupt. She didn't want the party, but... It still felt wrong not to, like, even mention her, really. Like, there was a few clips of her there, but I think there was more clips of just young Carl, which, like, no one wants to see. <laughs> um, speaking of Carl, he's a cop. He's a meter maid now, but he was a cop, a police officer, after wanting to go to the army. And that was after pretending to be black for a whole season. The worst line of events, I think. Like, I know Debbie having a kid after her, like, her first boyfriend, she ended up, trigger warning, raping him in his sleep, and then lied to her second boyfriend about her birth control, and then had a kid. Like, even that storyline isn't as bad as, like, white guy trying to be black and going to juvie. And then not only that, but like having every black person around him somehow respect him for it. That's just wrong. That doesn't make, that just didn't, no. Like I I know it's supposed to be exaggerated to some extent because the show is a comedy drama, but oh my God, it's so fucking stupid. And that was like a whole two seasons worth of just him getting to say the N word pretty much. And I, I, exhausting not something i ever ever want to see a show do again um please don't make white people pretend to be black it's weird and i hate it um but frank dying in the last episode like the episode before he ends up overdosing on heroin on purpose he plans to kill himself that was his suicide note where he mentions that he doesn't have any apologies he doesn't really say goodbye to his kids, he just pretty much tells them, like, you were a waste of my time. Which is... What? Like, and then he tell. Okay. Um, <laughs> to read that and to see that he has no regrets after everything he's done makes you feel a little less bad for him. But in the, in the second to last episode, you really feel like he is at rock bottom. He, the, he starts the episode shitting himself in bed. Like, he shit himself... He shit the bed because of his dementia. Like, it it got that bad. 
And Liam takes him out for a day of just good things when you can tell he's really not into it. And that's, that's like, the first out-of-character experience you have in the second-to-last episode. It's just, like, he's sadder than usual. And he's not that, the normal, like, nihilistic Frank that's just looking for the next bump of coke or shot or whatever. He's He's upset and he's sad and he doesn't feel like doing anything he has no motivation and throughout the episode liam is pretty much telling him like this is what you used to do this is who you used to be pretty much and i guess throughout that episode he realizes like he probably comes to at some point he's a little more lucid and he realizes that he was a shitty person (laughs) he realizes that he's a piece of shit and he like the things that he and liam are doing like, to some extent, it makes him happy because his son knows who he is. But at the same time, he doesn't like who he was. And then when he's lost, he doesn't know who he was or who he is. And it he, he buys heroin that day in front of Liam and ends up overdosing. And then the next episode, you realize he's not dead at that point. And he ends up, at some point, waking up, walking around, ending up in the hospital and dying there. Um... And the only reason he does so is because he has the do not resuscitate tattoo on his chest. Um, and they find his file and they know who he is and they're like, oh, he's just doing his thing again. When in reality, he, was, he wasn't looking for drugs. He was looking to die. And they let him. And, you know, you don't expect to mourn the death of the worst alcoholic in... I guess the city of Chicago at this point, but he he dies alone. Like you would expect someone of that nature to die alone and everybody else is together as they send themselves off into the next phase of their lives where they're not in the cell site anymore. They're free of this man and this man is dead. And even Liam is kind of okay with it at this point. He He's accepted that Frank is gone. Then they're probably going to call them and then say hey your dad is dead and then they're whatever but like we don't get to see that because the fucking series is over and this show has been a part of my life growing up and being gay in high school and seeing a gay couple in such a horrible situation making me feel like normal i guess because usually the gay people the gay representation you get is like I guess so far from realistic because they're trying to make up for, I guess, the real life pain that gay people have been through. I don't know. But it's it's so difficult to explain what I mean when your head is just fuzzy. But to be in a relationship in a situation where gay is still kind of not accepted is is... I guess, comforting compared to everything gay people go through being celebrated. Like, we, like, they don't, most gay representation is unrealistic because it's just the positivity, because everybody's afraid of showing negative sides of gay relationships beyond, like, a squabble. Especially in more modern shows. But you see Mickey and Ian who are, who being, like, being gay is not their biggest problem. They are surrounded by 
neglectful and abusive and loud, horrible parents, along with Ian being bipolar and his mother pretty much telling him that the love of his life doesn't love him. And then Mickey, who is uneducated and raised by the worst horrible man ever, who dies in the season also, thank fucking god, um, and is just trying to overcome his internal homophobia as well as his literal family's hatred of him, while also dealing with a boyfriend who is mentally ill and, you know, stole his baby and all this other shit. Like, they- being gay is furthest from their issues- it definitely influences a lot of their issues, but it's good to see these normal gay people go through every other problem that poor Americans go through, I guess, as opposed to them suddenly thriving and being worshipped by everybody because they're gay and like, oh, your love is so brave and all this other stuff. Like, it's far more realistic. And I feel like Shameless didn't need to shy away from that part. And a lot of other shows do a really good job of that, too. But it is one of my favorite representations of a gay... <clears throat> just a gay poor couple. Um, Ian and Mickey was the couple that everyone was rooting for on this show. No one could agree on who Lip belonged with, or who Debbie was gonna end up with, or, you know, Carl even, like, who Carl belonged with. Uh, the answer is no one, by the way. Um, he ended up alone, which I appreciate. So did- well, Debbie didn't. She ended up with a convict, and she's probably gonna get herself killed, but that's neither here nor there. But everybody agreed that Mickey and Ian belonged together, and they fought for that to the point where- excuse me- um, Noel <coughs> wanted to leave the show to do other things, so they pretty much sent his character to prison. And the ratings sucked. They tanked after that. And all I saw after that season was this, this show is pointless without Mickey. And even though that's not true, and I, I came to like the show outside of Mickey and Ian's relationship, that was a big part of the reason I watched Shameless so many times in the beginning. I was obsessed with their relationship. I loved watching them grow. I desperately wanted to just be friends with them and just to, like, be Mandy in that situation and just be there for their relationship developing. That's what I- that's why I wanted to keep watching it. And then to see them pretty much kick Noel off the show for a season or two seasons and see everybody's reaction to that and be like, what the fuck? However, there is a whole section of people a whole group of, of fans that hate Mickey. And we'll get into that in a second. I don't get those. I don't like those people. Um, but I need water. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway. Um, when Mickey left the show, because no one, no one wanted to do other things, and that was like, whatever. They wrote... Ian, like, two new boyfriends. They had, um, Caleb, who- Caleb? Caleb. I don't know why I said Caleb. Caleb, who not only used Ian to make his parents uncomfortable, but Ian confided in him that 
I guess his relationship was abusive with Mickey. And like, I can't completely disagree, but it was, it was abusive for just because that's how they act with each other. Like, there's no excuse for punching your significant other in the face over and over again. Um, but that was the only way Mickey and Ian at that point knew how to communicate their feelings with each other. But to turn around and to tell this guy, this firefighter who has, I guess, a better societal standing than Ian does, he's a little more well off, pretty much tell him, oh, we just punched each other and like, whatever. But to make it seem like he didn't also take part in that, I guess, like Ian was completely innocent in the situation, which is not the case. Um, it was just weird to me. It was very wrong to see Ian completely turn on his partner like that. Like, I understand being angry and being mentally ill as, as he was, um, you know, seeing things through a veil, something different, but Ian, Ian never, and you could tell Ian was never over Mickey because at the end of season seven, when he's still with Trevor and Mickey comes back when he escapes from prison, he is willing to throw everything away and go all the way to Mexico. And the only reason he doesn't is because Fiona got in his head, which I'm still so mad about because they could have been happy and then that could have been the end and they could have whatever, but it's fine. And when I, I genuinely thought Mickey wasn't going to come back after that, after they sent him to Mexico. Um, and then Ian ends up in prison, um, for blowing up a van in the last episode because Cameron Monaghan wasn't going to be in the next season for whatever reason. I honestly don't remember. Or he wasn't supposed to be. And then he ends up being in the season because he and Mickey have more of a prison storyline, which is kind of just comic relief at that point. But the send-off was to send Mickey to prison with Ian, and then that was the end. But then they realized that Cam was coming back, and they were like, oh, we need to write the story. We might as well just have Noel back. So I don't think Noel was doing anything at the time. And then he stays in the show until the end. And then they get married. They get they both get released from prison within, like, a week of each other, um, which doesn't make any sense, because one is in there for arson, and one is in for attempted murder. Um, and escaping prison, and fleeing the country, and all this other stuff. But he did turn his cartel in, so I guess he has some leeway? I don't know. Um, Mickey didn't really belong in prison. He's just stupid. I'm gonna be honest. Um, he just, he just doesn't understand that illegal things, um, you know, can get you in a lot more trouble than you think. But somehow he made it out alive, being the dumbest man on earth. And he is still by far my favorite character. Um, <laughs> but towards the end, you can tell that they're like, like they're becoming a more domestic couple. Like the last episode is Ian and Mickey's wedding anniversary. And throughout the episode, Ian is hinting at Mickey like, hey, it's the 21st. It's our, I do not know what day it is. Like, really, that's pathetic. Um, meanwhile, Mickey is planning their anniversary party at the alibi. Um, also as a good part, goodbye party because everybody is leaving the south side. Kevin and Veronica are moving to Louisville. Um, Lip sells the house, I think, to Shelby, who doesn't really have a lot of money. He only has 75 grand compared to like the 200 he was originally offered by the um, 
the development company. Um, Debbie, there's no hope for her. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, but, like, she's a fucking idiot. She's gonna get her kid killed by this Heidi who just showed up out of nowhere in the last few episodes, escaped prison, and just held Debbie at gunpoint, and that's how they met. I don't know why Heidi needed any sort of backstory, if that were the case. It, it seemed unnecessary to me, but whatever, that's, one of, that's just my, that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. I'm so sorry. Um, but everybody's leaving. Like, Lip has a family. Tammy's pregnant a second time, apparently. We don't know. Um, Carl's a cop. Don't know where he's gonna live. We didn't really establish that. Liam's moving in with Lip, which I appreciate. I was really scared for Liam for a second. I was like, he's not going to end up with Frank. There's no fucking way that they're going to let that happen. But, like, why is every... And then there was the whole episode of, like, everybody asking what he wanted to do because they felt bad. Um, because he uh, was forgotten about for pretty much most of the series because he wasn't a character until... Christian Isaiah took over, pretty much. Like, before that, he wasn't really anyone. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't really have... His biggest, like, I guess, arc was him snorting coke at the age of two. So, Liam becoming a character was a great development, in my opinion. I think they did a really good job with him. Um, he's still naive enough, being an 11-year-old, I think, by the end, to believe in Frank and to really have hope that he'll come back after watching every single one of his siblings go through, I guess, hell, trying to have any sort of hope in their father. And I guess it's it's just cosmic that they never find the note. That Franny ends up drawing on it, and it ends up in a pile. They don't... It's not that they don't care about him, because I think to some extent they all do love him. Like, he's he's their dad. But after what he put them all through, I feel like this is a proper ending for Frank. To him, For him to die on his... Kind of on his own accord, but not really. And also just alone at the hospital where he spent most of the series whether it be for drugs or for actual, like, alcohol poisoning. Um, and for the rest of the family just to end up together celebrating something completely different, not worried about him, you know? I wish we had seen their reaction to his death, but at the same time, I think they had suffered enough. And we didn't need to see their individual grief of Frank. Because we saw it with Monica... And it was already really rough. It took a whole season for them to overcome that. But somehow Frank deserved even less. Because even when he was around, he wasn't around. You know what I mean? Like, he did not give a single shit about any of those kids until the very end. And the only one he cared about was Liam. And that was because Liam fell for his shit still. But he didn't even care about Debbie when Debbie was young enough to fall for it. Which hurts a little bit, but... It's, it's so crazy to me that the last words Frank said to Debbie was, no one's ever going to love you. That just makes me so sad because Debbie became such an unlikable character throughout the series. And I wanted to like her, especially after Fiona left. I wanted to like her and I just 
fucking couldn't. She was just so just selfish and ill-informed. And that's not her fault. It isn't her fault. But it was so fucking frustrating because everybody else was like, are you serious right now? Is this genuinely how you think the world works? Who taught you any of this? Who showed you that this is how life works? That's crazy. You're crazy. I don't know. This show meant a lot to a lot of people. And I met a lot of people because of this show. I made some really good friends. Shameless has been a show that I guess shows you you don't have to be rich. You don't have to exist a certain way to to care about people and to be a person. Like you might you might have to you might have a steeper learning curve for sure growing up you know, with horrible parents who didn't teach you a single fucking thing, but you're not hopeless for it, I guess. They each learned to break the cycle of their abusive Gallagher parents. Fiona did leave them, but she left them with $50,000, so I think that balances everything out. Fiona deserved her own life. I wish she'd come back in the last season, at least for an episode, but I understand Amy Rosam is onto bigger and better things now. But Fiona leaving them, originally I was really upset. I knew why it was happening. I knew, like, Emmy was done with the show and everything else, but I think it was time for her character. Like, she, she realized she wasn't needed as much as she was in the beginning like, no one relied on her the way they used to, and she was free to have her own life, and she took that chance. Like, even Ian said, like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, you have the chance to take it, and now all the rest of them are able to get out. So that makes me happy that they were, they were able to overcome their useless parents and be better than them. Because they had each other, and they had family outside of real family. I mean, they were real family, but they also had, you know, Kevin V, they had Sheila at some point, they had, although Frank had Sheila too, but I don't know. They had people they could count on even though they weren't their parents, and it made me happy. I know this is a short episode. Shameless was just a big part of my teenhood growing up as a very I guess, lonely 15-year-old. I wanted a loud house full of siblings instead of just the one who hated me at that point. Um, <laughs> so I watched the show to feel like a part of something bigger. But I don't think I would ever wish on anyone parents like Frank Gallagher. I feel like that's fair. <laughs> I'm gonna go... It's been a week. Otherwise, I'm dealing with some other stuff. I'm kind of in my own head right now. Um, so I apologize for this episode being shorter than normal. I hope it was sustainable enough. But I'll read my patrons and I'll see you next week. Let's go. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. This always fucking happens. I should just prepare myself beforehand, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Mm hmm.
Michael Linehan, Mary Cabral, Holly Rapkin, Kat, Shelby Church, my mom, Max, and Haley. Thank you guys so very much. Um, I appreciate, appreciate? Yeah, I appreciate each and every one of you more than you know. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you, hear you, 